Did you know your daily routine could be the key to your next vacation getaway? NerdWallet helps you compare travel and cashback cards to turn your everyday purchases into your next unforgettable getaway experience. Traveling doesn't have to be expensive, and daily expenses don't have to get in the way of your next escape. Imagine purchasing food and earning points towards a free hotel room, or earning points toward a flight by simply buying gas. Regardless of your financial situation, the NerdWallet team will help you make sense of your options at nerdwallet.com. Get expert information from an award-winning team of nerds to make even the most complicated money questions and topics easy to understand. NerdWallet's dedicated team will offer the tips you need to get that vacation you've been waiting for without breaking the bank. NerdWallet offers everything you need to make sound financial decisions while costing you absolutely nothing. Find the smartest financial products for you on nerdwallet.com or in app stores by downloading the NerdWallet app. All Hit Radio Welcome to the X-Zone A place where fact is fiction And fiction is reality Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell Welcome back to the X-Zone. Rob McConnell here coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, And to find out what is available and playing on the X-Zone TV channel that is exclusive to Simul TV, visit www.simultv.com. My guest this hour is Gary Wimmer, and he's been a professional psychic for over 40 years. He offers readings using pure intuition, regular playing cards, and lithomancy, a fascinating but little-known methodology, and is the author of Lithomacy, the, the Psychic Art of Reading Stones, the only comprehensive book on this amazingly revealing methodology. Gary also wrote A Second in Eternity, a true story about a near-death experience he had experienced in 1977 uh, that revealed the... U- that which hold on here that revealed the unity that underlies all things and is still profoundly inspires him to this day a second in eternity is also available on amazon and kindle gary speaks and writes a lot about the intense uh, period of changes and challenges we all face now joining us now is gary wimmer hey gary how's it going pal it's going pretty good considering the uh, condition of the world and all changes we're going through yeah, what, what is going on with the world, Gary? Well, it's a big transition. I suppose the Christians would call it the second coming. It's the age of Aquarius. It's uh, 
the age of enlightenment. It's certainly a big shift of the ages. If you look at whether it's astrology or uh, premonition for many people, psychics, Indians, mm-hmm. and so forth throughout the world, or if you just look at the world, you can tell that things are uh, everything's being kind of shaken to its core. Yeah, I mean, it, even COVID nineteen. I don't think it's an accident. It's higher mind coming here via nature, telling the whole planet to wise up. Yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent. I agree. It's um, you. You look at the political situation. You look at the situation being caused by COVID and its effect on people. Like people are not used to this. Their freedoms have been taken away for their own good in many cases. Uh, you've got the people who are getting vaccinated. You've got the anti-vaxxers. You've got the Republicans. You've got the Democrats. You've got the believers. You've got the non-believers. And all this does is, in my opinion, puts a big rift into the the peace and security that society so desperately needs these days. Well, I think you're 100% right, because everything you explained is either division or stupidity or self-righteousness, or it's not uh, what Christ preached. It's not what most people realize we need is more peace and compassion. But we do have a very divided society. And I I look at whether it's the divisions in our society or the challenges we're going through. uh, Life is trying to teach us something, or a lot of things. Actually, it's teaching us a lot of things, and it's... uh, the only way we learn sometimes is have life thrown us some curveballs and making us think about things. Uh, yeah, a lot of division, a lot of chaos. That's not going to disappear in a day or two, but I think we're going to inevitably or eventually find that world of peace. We're just a pretty good ways from it right now. But we have mm-hmm. to see the holes in the boat, the flaws in ourselves, the flaws in our systems before we can fix them. Gary, where does spirituality and religion fit into the the curing or the the um, getting back to normalcy of society? Well, the truth lies within. You know, it's within our own minds and hearts and souls and so forth. Uh, I think religion uh, offers a lot of people a good system. Uh, spirituality does. Of course, there's always a debate about who God is and what God wants. Mm-hmm. I always and that God doesn't want anything. God is infinity. How can you possibly want anything when you already are infinity? Exactly. Humans want. <laughs> you know, God's not biased. God's infinite creativity. Humans are biased. Humans go through time and space. We live in this world of yep. yin and yang. And we came here not by accident. We came here by choice. And a lot of us came at this time because we have to, to to fix a lot of things in our societies and ourselves. It's, uh, I'm an optimist eventually, but I, I saw 9-11 24 years before it happened. Wow. You know, in 1977, during my near-death experience, I saw COVID-19, but I didn't know what it was till about a year and a half ago. I saw the whole globe getting like, sort of like a cartoon, getting covered in black ink or oil. Mm-hmm, yeah. All that. And I thought it was an oil spill about a year and a half ago. I was, no, that was that was COVID nineteen. You know, I've seen a lot of this stuff we're facing. I'm like everybody. I'm in the blender too. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm on this planet going through it too. But uh, I feel blessed because it makes sense to me. I understand why we're going through this, why we have to fix the things, and why it's painful to go through change and and. 
address issues, but it has to be done, whether it's climate change or personal growth, you know. So uh, I'm an optimist. Well, you need to be, because if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. That's basically true. There is no neutral, really, (laughs) except maybe when we sleep. And, and and even then, but most think, most of I think if, if if religion works for you, Orthodox religion is a little. Uh, I got I was raised Catholic, and I left that when I hit puberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I got no problem with Christ or God, you know. Uh, but all religions tend to think God's a little more on their side than the other guys. <laughs> you know, that's the problem. I, I think that over the years, the true spirit of religion has been lost in the quest for power and money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just seeing a special on TV last week about the Catholic Church and all that, and the power struggles, and, the, you know, I, I'm not certainly not an expert on history, but it blows my mind. And it's still going on. There's corruption, there's power, there's... Unfortunately, there's a lot of people... On the planet, always have been, probably always will be, but hopefully less so, who are just arrogant and selfish and have no compassion, no desire to grow and evolve. It's all about how much I can accumulate for myself. And that includes those in high places within the Catholic Church. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me, Gary, <laughs> ba- does. Tell me, Gary. based on your many years of taking a ballpark view outside of the, uh, the stadium— do we really need the Catholic Church? Do we really need the Anglican Church? Do we really need these places where people congregate? Do Or is it just another way for society to get sucked into cash grabs? Well, I can go from the extreme of being a cash grab, uh, you know, an evangelist preacher or whatever. Mm. It could be a Buddhist could be a, who's grabbing people's money. And it can be a meeting of people who meet once a week and... Um, share family and problems and friends. There's a whole span of of uh, possibilities with congregations. Right. I think the problem is too many people... I feel very fortunate because I got exposed to this. All Most human beings and most people in, in, in churches and so forth tend to believe that, like I said, God's a little more on their system and on their side than somebody else's. And God is not biased. Humans are biased. And so it's a kind of a reflection of both our biases, our separation, but also we're all biased, we're all separate, and we can help each other individually or whether it meets in a Sunday congregation. Right. So there's kind of good and bad and everything. I don't say good and bad, there's tension. There's yin and yang. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to judge the good and the bad. It, you know, I, I've noticed a trend uh, over the last couple of years that more and more people are looking outside of organized religion and organized religious philosophies for answers. They have to, because uh, all religions have their own... Uh, now, when I wrote my book on Lithomancy, I did some... Uh, there's a couple sections on religions. Most religions started with the good principles, and at their core they have a loving God and high yep. good virtues. But they get twisted you know, through through time and money and in different interpretations and power struggles and everything else. The core essence has always, has always been good in all of them. But through through human manipulation and perhaps stupidity and selfishness, uh, some of the great precepts get twisted around. You know? Isn't that the truth? Gary, you and I have got to take our first commercial break. Please stand by. Exonation. 
Gary Wimmer is our special guest. And if you'd like to find out more about Gary, visit uh, his website, www.garywimmer.com. And he also has lithomancy.com. That's L-I-T-H-O-M-A-N-C-Y.com. We'll both be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Welcome back to the Exxon. Gary Wimmer is my special guest this hour. www.lithomancy.com and www.garywimmer.com. Gary, what what can you tell us about our our inner complexities and how they are so important at any given time, but more so during these these times where you don't know at times what is up, what is down, and, and when people around the world are, are totally stressed out. Well, like the song you just played, what if God was one of us? The secret mm-hmm. is God is all of us. Exactly. You know, and but we have to find it, and we have to want to, to discover it. Uh, if you want to develop in golf or piano, you got to practice. If you want to develop in learning about yourself and spirituality, you can practice. You don't have to, but if you want aces up your sleeve, if you want peace, if you want to understand, you do have to practice. Now, I'm one who insists if you really want to grow, learn to meditate. Give yourself 10 minutes a day, every day, of turning all the noise off and practicing deep breathing, slow, deep breathing, and when your mind wanders, bring it back to right here, right now. 
because our minds are great for most stuff we do, mm-hmm. but you got to turn the damn thing off sometimes and just enjoy your own feeling of presence. That's a technique that's been taught throughout history from gurus to, to medical science now realizes that. So our inner complexity is understanding what we can do and and do mm-hmm. dealing with what the, it's not the the hand we have in life it's how we play the dang cards no two hands are the same it's not our situation it's how we look at it it's always how we look at it uh, I mean, you could have everything in your life and be miserable or you could have nothing and be at peace you know yeah i've always said that life is simple we complicate it amen yeah. the lilies in the field <laughs> they toil not and and right? it, and it's not as if people haven't been given this advice over the centuries. You know, from, gosh, how many times have you heard, stop and take the time to smell the roses? You know, like, come on, you need to look at things. It's not just a life where you go, 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 go. You need to stop and smell the roses. Now, Gary, how do you suggest people meditate? I never studied meditation from anybody other than just learning to do it. There's probably a thousand techniques you could read about, but basically they boil down to one thing. Laying down, sitting down, and breathing deep and slow. All methods of meditation involve something like that. Lotus position, whatever makes you comfortable. And the whole point of meditation is to learn to to set your mind at peace, to not have it talk to you all the time. It does enough in 24 hours a day. Uh, and it's practice. You have to practice that. Uh, some people do mantras. Some people have music in the background. We may have candles or, or incense or whatever. Uh, may I don't need any of that. And I've had to practice, too, because I've been uh, you know, a self-employed musician and psychic my whole life. And, boy, I've been up some <laughs> valleys and down some hills. And, you know, I've gone through all kinds of challenges. But... Uh, in the last 20 years, I've realized the importance of meditation because it's the way we get to peace. It's the way we learn. But you have to choose to do that. You could spend your whole life and not tune into the inner world, but you're missing understanding yourself and understanding life and improving. It's pretty much that simple. I have a friend who um, is in law enforcement, and what he does to meditate, he, he is a gun collector. He take guns apart guns apart in the dark and puts them back together again and i said to him one day ray why are you doing this he said rob while my mind is concentrate while the front of my mind is concentrating on me using my hands to put the weapon back together again and take it apart the back of my mind is resting absolutely it's it's a, doing a rosary or what the, the worry bees yep. that the East, middle eastern uses it's something to keep your physical body working while your mind can kind of be at peace or shift gears or change channels. We have that power. We absolutely have the power over what we think about and how we feel. Now, we can't. Everybody goes through the blues. Sure. Everybody gets hurt. Everybody gets curveballs. But everybody who learns to drive hits the damn curb. You don't have to keep hitting it. <laughs> you know, that is so point. true. That That is so true. Especially in these days, Gary, and, and like, I, like I was saying before, life is simple, people. We, the human species, complicate it. You know, because if it's too simple, it can't be right. And yet people don't take from examples of simplicity being the smile on, on the face of somebody that you're nice to, 
the love of a child to their parents. Simple things. Even watching a butterfly fly by is wonderful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I tell people, you want to see God, go watch nature. Go look at nature. You know, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's balanced. It's it harmonious. And, uh, you know, nature, especially in this yin-yang world of time and space, mm-hmm. uh, I always think nature is the, uh, it's the manifestation of God. It's showing how much creativity we have and what we can, uh, hell, look before us, look what evolution brought. Uh, but we do have to, we go through many periods in our lives when we get an opportunity to reflect. And that's exactly what COVID-19 is doing. It's kind of mandating that, you know. Oh, in more ways than one, my friend. In more ways oh, than one. Oh, it is. There's no accident. No. There's no things as accidents. It's, it's higher mind. It's our own consciousness trying to wise us up. Because we come here with, with uh, you know, some sort of, skill set, some sort of previous carnations and desires and plans, but we also come with free will. So we can change gears anytime, whether it's for the better or the worse. If we choose to grow and evolve and become wiser, uh, we become, like you said, uh, be at peace. See the joy in the simple things. It doesn't mean you can't run a big company and do a lot of other stuff too, but be at peace and be in love with yourself and don't be a selfish person you know follow creative what you would like the world to do to you if the roles reverse exactly you know i uh, gary gary as you know i was in police force for a number of years and my uncle was a sergeant and when i joined and uh shortly after i you know started patrol and everything well even before that as soon as he found out i joined he said what you do you always treat the person on the other side of the badge as if as you would want to be treated if you were in their situation. And that's Absolutely. just that's just the Bible, do unto others. I feel very fortunate because I had very good parents. I have six brothers. There were seven boys in my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was clueless about women until I was about 25, uh, or still. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but uh, I had very good parents. I'm very lucky. Uh but there's people who go through pure hell and abuse and come out and very high standards. Exactly. You know, they make the choice to evolve. We do have to choose that. And what I uh, suggest people do is explore their power inside because that helps you make better decisions. It's not just learning about your spirituality is not to impress God or get a better seat in heaven, you know. It's to make better, better decisions here and now, because that's what we got, here and now. Gary, do you find... uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask you, Gary, if your view uh, on spirituality and the unseen, if it changed after your near-death experience. If it is what now? Has your view on spirituality or religion changed because of your near-death experience that you had? Yeah, because I was raised Catholic. I was going to be a priest till puberty hit. Uh, I didn't particularly care for the, the church, but I always had a feeling of uh, you know, there's bound to be a good God somewhere, and Jesus was a pretty cool dude and all yep. that. And I believed in guardian angels. But it was all hypothetical until I saw it. And in 1977, I went through, this is explained in my book, A Second in Eternity. It's a pretty interesting read, folks. But I went start all of a sudden going through this 
I started doing psychic readings way back in the 70s. So I always knew I was psychic, like everybody, but I practiced. And during the early 70s, during 77, all of a sudden it went through the roof. And within 24, 48 hours, I was living in a completely different world where I could pick up everything about everything all the time. I had never been so scared in my life and never felt so enlightened at the same time. After a week of that, I, and it started escalating, uh, I was involved in a head-on collision with a speeding car, and I was the pedestrian who had gotten killed. The police records are in the book. The proof of what I'm saying is documented police records in the book. Right. Uh, I wasn't even hurt. I didn't even feel it. They couldn't even keep me at the hospital. Police, cops, ambulance, everybody's saying, how the hell you didn't get hurt? But between the time that uh, my head hit the car and... I, I left my body at what felt like an eternity. I saw what I explained in my book, A Second Eternity. And coming back into my body, I saw all this stuff we've been going through. All right, we've got to take our break. Please stand by, Gary. Let's continue this very interesting Brother? conversation on the other side. Gary Wimmer's our guest, www.garywimmer.com. I'm Rob McConnell. We'll both be back after the news. Don't go away. Call it to his face if you Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, just a few housekeeping notes here, and, and then we get back to our very special guest, a good friend of mine, Gary Wimmer. Uh, the X Chronicles newspaper is available for one and all, 100% with our compliments at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And once again, if you'd like to find out what's on the Zone TV channel that is exclusive to Simul TV, visit www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Simultv.com. Gary Wimmer is our guest, lithomancy.com and garywimmer.com. And Gary, before we went to the break, you started to tell us about your accident and your near-death experience. What it was it like? What was it like for you, just floating out there? And and where did you go? What did you see? Or what did you well, feel? When, when I was hit by the car, I was immediately outside of my body. I was watching my own body getting back by the car. 
but I was accelerating outward in all directions, like mm-hmm. like a balloon expanding, not like an arrow in one direction. It was the most incredible feeling. Uh, and uh, the first thing I remember seeing was the Earth from all angles at once, north, south, pole, east, west, because I felt like it was inside me. Uh, and then I kept expanding like a balloon until I reached the edge of the solar system and then the edge of the universe. And by this time, I'd completely forgot who I was. I had no. It was just pure sensation and pure beauty. I mean, the the the, the fearlessness and the beauty and the harmony and the the ride, the sensation was just beyond belief. I, I experienced so much stuff. I could write another twenty books on it. But I eventually went through what they describe as a tunnel of light. That's a pretty good description because what it did feel like is a tunnel of light uh, with these silver clouds going around. And I'm being shot through it like a cannon, uh, but very pleasantly. And then I land in this infinite blue space, the, the kind of sky blue, and it was the mind of God. It was infinity. There was no separation. There was all possibilities. There was no bias. There was no beginning. There was no end. And like a lot of people who've had near-death experiences, what really blew my mind is at the core of this, what made this whole infinite creativity exist beyond the laws of physics and human understanding was infinite love. And how infinite love created infinite time and space and creativity and possibilities is just beyond description. But most people who have NDEs talk about that thing in particular, and that's what blew my mind. And upon seeing that... I felt like I was being pulled back by what I describe as spiritual gravity. And I was pulled away from this blue infinite mind. And I was pulled back through this tunnel of light. I was pulled back toward these universes, infinite universes, and pulled back into this particular one and still had no idea who I was or where I was going. But I knew where I had been was pretty pleasant. I was a little bit, you know, uh, nervous about, well, where am I headed? I didn't even know who I was. But the closer I got to Earth, the more I started feeling about something, association of, of, of me. And then I saw all these flashcards of the future. And then I saw flashcards of my future, me in particular. Uh, and then I saw my body on Earth, and I, I recognized it and went, wow, that's me. And I jumped back into my body, and well, there's a, a driver who was driving the car and was screaming. He was scared to death. Man, are you okay? Are you okay? You are well, I'd just been to heaven and back. And there's, you know, people all around. The cars are stopped. People trying to push cars around so nobody ran into him and ran into me. But I saw this instantly, and I thought, uh, you know what? This doesn't even bother me. It's where I just came back from. So I jumped to my feet and started talking to people. Well, that didn't look too good. <laughs> you know? Uh, I went through quite a lot of legal procedures and so forth, judges and courts and uh, they couldn't keep me at the emergency room. I had a miracle, a complete, absolute miracle. I should have been killed, and I didn't even get hurt, didn't even feel it, couldn't even keep me at the hospital. Do I believe in miracles? Absolutely. So I went from someone who thought about God and miracles uh, to seeing infinite mind, which is so far beyond any particular religion. It's infinite. Uh I got to go all the way from the basement to the to the top floor and back. I feel very, very lucky. Uh, I saw so much, learned so much, saw so much about what's happening and now and why. Uh, and it, 
you know, I've had my struggles. That happened in 1977, 44 years ago. Uh, on 9-11, I was uh, playing, I'm a musician, I was playing on a cruise ship in Europe uh, when 9-11 hit, and a guy told me, and I ran down to the crew room and saw it and realized I saw that happening, that picture, 24 years before it happened. So uh, I had quite a ride. I wish I could push a button and take people there and back. Boy, would I ever. And would it ever change their lives? Hmm. <laughs> and Look, not be affected. Gary, Gary, do you think you were brought back for a, a specific reason? I felt the what I described as spiritual gravity. That's the best term I could put. Because okay. when I was pulled back from this infinite mind, which is the most incredible beyond human imagination... I, I felt a spiritual gravity pulling me, and it's not like I really had a choice. So I suppose I suppose I did have a choice because things do happen by choice. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't ready to go. Hell, I was 29 years old. Uh, I was a you know struggling musician and a psychic. Uh, I knew I had a lot more to do, and especially after that venture, it took me many many years to really digest what happened. I didn't know the term near-death experience, and right. of course now I speak a lot of these conventions about it. But at the time, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I just knew that uh, there was no doubt what I went through. What threw me off was, why me? Why did I get this? And six, seven months after it happened, these spiritual guides that protected me, who I saw only one time right before the accident, they, they said, I'm protected, and I was. Uh, I, uh, about seven months after that, I didn't see him this time, but they informed me that the reason I had this experience is because since I was a kid and all through my life, I really wanted to know the answers, <laughs> you know? Okay, if we're going to be judged by God's rules, by God, we should understand what the damn rules are. Makes perfect sense, right? doesn't it? That's the way I looked at it, and, uh, asking you shall receive. Eventually, whatever configuration of powers in the universe enabled this to happen, and there are certainly powers way above me and above us who orchestrated this and orchestrate a lot. I mean, there's so many guardian angels, there's so many levels of consciousness beyond what we see in our physical bodies. We're the, we're the lowest plane. Not bad, but we're incarnate in time and space uh, with particular genes and DNAs and no two things happen twice, you know. Right. Everything's unique, everything's different. But yeah, it was a beautiful experience, and it confirmed to me that infinite mind and all its sublevels, a do exist, and b are accessible. That's the key: are accessible. So, Gary, let me ask you a question, and I'm sure you've been asked this question many times, but I don't. I'd like to hear your answer so that the the Exxon Nation listening would also get a grasp of what I'm trying to get at. Do people need to fear death? No, absolutely not, period. There's not a damn thing you can do about it right now other than living a good life now. Do not fear death, period. And anybody who believes in a God, do you really think God's going to take you to your most vulnerable time and flip a damn coin? <laughs> you know, see if you go to heaven or hell or purgatory or whatever. You're right. No, it don't work that way. The whole concept of heaven and hell is sort of an allegorical system. I try to teach people way back when that, okay, you'll, you'll burn if you don't do the right thing. That was simple enough logic to make them do the right thing. But we're in a different age now. 
We got knowledge from quantum physics to scientists to different religions to NDA experiencers to philosophies and religions. We are not. We are limited with our DNA and so forth, but we're still connected to it. And if we practice, we can bring it into our lives, infinite mind, whether you look at it as a religious thing or an infinite mind. I look at it as an infinite mind way above any religion. Uh, but if religion works, that works as long as it helps you evolve and become a better human being. That's what, it's, that's what life is all about, becoming a good human being, helping everyone else that you can. It's, I don't understand. I don't understand. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gary, what were you saying? I said, it certainly seems that way to me. Yeah, me too, my friend. Hey, Gary, you and I have to take our final break. Man, time goes by fast when you're with us. Always a great pleasure talking to you. And Mutual. Mutual, brother. I'll be here. All right. Don't go away on me or don't get abducted by those damn aliens. And I'm not talking. And I'm not talking about the Mexicans that are at the border waiting to get in. All right, here we go, Exxon Nation. Once again, for Gary's website, www.gary. Wimmer.com and also lithomacy.com. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And um, Gary and I return as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Do you understand? Back Exonation. Gary Wimmer is my very special guest. His website is GaryWimmer.com and Lithomacy.com. First of all, Gary, thank you ever so much for taking time out of your busy day to spend some time with us here in the Exxon. And um, people, people talk about near-death experiences. People talk about the return. One thing I've noticed, Gary out of all the people I've had the pleasure of talking to over these 32 years doing this show, is that when they come back, they're changed. Their entire outlook is changed. They, they do so much to help other people. What happens during that time from the moment they die to the moment they return? 
I think in in one way or another, because every NDE is different, people go go different routes there, but there's only one place to actually end up. It's infinite mind. Now, you may end up at a some sub-level along the way, but the whole purpose of the trip, it's not an accident. Uh, you're giving, given an opportunity, either by my case, because I desired it and wanted it and never knew that that would guarantee it, but it did, or, or just by it happening. But people get these experiences so they can come back and inform other people to not be afraid of death, and because everybody has that fear to some degree, mm-hmm. uh, I don't anymore. I mean, I realize it's beautiful. Nobody wants to be tortured. Nobody wants to suffer a tragic death. But uh, what happens after that is beautiful. We're liberated. We're free. Now, we'll probably pick another body, another time, and another challenge to come back and do it again in a different form, maybe in a different galaxy, maybe in a different multi-universe. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. But the fact is, in every life here on Earth, there's not. it's not an accident. We came here by choice, and we, uh, we get to, uh, by choice and attitude, we get to bring luck our way and maybe get a ticket out there and back, like I did and several people have. And I suggest to people, I can't give you an NDE, I wish I could, but I can show you how to, how to get to your magic to work for you. It's through meditation. It's through the way you look at things. It's through perspective. Always, always, always. So did that circle make any sense to you, Rob? <laughs> it did. It made perfect sense. And I'm sure that everybody listening tonight, Gary, is nodding their head. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. So let me... Yeah, it's kind of like you said, just just live, relax, let it happen, you know. Yeah. Don't struggle. Uh, or when we do struggle, we struggle for a reason so we can learn how to solve the problem so we don't have to struggle. <laughs> you know? That's right. We're taught all the time. I, I look at I look at my presence on this planet at this very time as being a lesson for me. My life, when I look back on it, Gary, is filled with lessons. And mm-hmm. thr- mm-hmm. throughout my life, I've I've been I've had challenges, and every time I had a challenge, I didn't look at it as a failure. I looked at it as a lesson to success. A lesson to being a better person. A lesson in how I can open my eyes, open my heart, and be more compassionate. Absolutely, because we all come here uh, having to learn some stuff that we didn't know we had to learn. Yeah. Uh, We didn't come here with a rule book. We didn't come here with a synopsis. You want a synopsis? Go to college. Uh, Join the police academy. You got to learn this now. What we came here with is a basic game plan and free will, but life gives us a lot of opportunities to ask those kinds of questions and to change and to learn and to grow. But we do get to choose whether to, to heed the light, whether to, when we have questions, realize it's okay, and if we ask enough, we might actually get answers. Or we can think we know everything and uh, be stupid. You know, Gary, <laughs> you, you said something earth-shaking. I don't I don't. I bet you didn't realize it, but you said you need to ask questions. And so many people today don't want to ask questions because they don't want to appear stupid. And what they're oh, doing... stupid. We're all learning. Exactly. We're all here to learn, just like you said. Yeah, exactly. Ab- Their ego gets them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always say, 
because we learn through challenges in life. Yes, sir. I use I use the analogy. Okay, you're out on the yacht with the perfect lover, moonlight, perfect martini, everything's peace. You may deserve it. Great, good time. But if that boat topples over and you have to swim to shore, I guarantee you're going to learn stuff you didn't even think about. Mm. That's what life throws us. It throws us curveballs, not to torture us, but to help us learn. Because we, we know what we want. We don't know what we came for. We don't know what life's trying to teach us. But, you, you know, know and if, we, if we ask, we can, we can get a lot more information in that regard just by simply asking. Yes, ask questions. Ask questions. You know, Gary, you, you said earlier that we didn't come here with an instruction manual. That is, that is more true than anybody can understand. However, I believe that we were taught the very basic essences on how to be a good human. And in, in my faith, I'm an Anglican, it's called the Ten Commandments. If you follow the Ten Commandments, they're a guideline on how to be a good person. Now, And that's... Out, really, it's what it's about. Yeah. So, Gary, as a, as a psychic, I was wondering. We got about three minutes here. What do you What do you see for the future of this planet? What do you see? Are there, Are there any any positive? Uh, oh, there's a lot of positive things. We're going to space. We're becoming aware of global warming. We're going to have to solve the water crisis. We're going to have to learn to desalinate. We're going to have to re learn to share the economic wealth back and forth. And just these four or five things I named right now, they're challenges. Yes, they are challenges, but they have to be done. We have to meet them if we're to survive. And we will survive. Now, who knows? COVID may vary so many times it may take away a third of the human population. I don't know. I hope not. But I don't know exactly how everything's going to unfold. However, I see all these challenges that we're facing. They're not in vain. They're seeing what we have to fix uh, in order to make a better, perfect world. And there are a lot of inequities, like I just said. And we have to, now we're getting to see them, you know, and we'll yes. see them for the next 50 to 100 years. Meanwhile, we're, be, we're going to be patching them up and making a better world. But it's a big transition from a, uh, into an enlightened world from where we're at right now. <laughs> There's a lot that has to be fixed and addressed. A lot of people who are parts of different religious philosophies are telling the world that this is the end. The world is coming to an end. It is the apocalypse. It is as written in the book of Revelation. But I don't believe we're talking about the physical destruction of the world. I think, I think it's the destruction or the end time of those who, who don't see, don't understand, haven't gotten the message yet that they will have their very faith shaken until they see that there's more to life than money, property, greed, arrogance, and stupidity. I think this is what the end of the world is. It's the end of their way of thinking, bringing everybody in line to make this a much better world, working in unison. I agree the same thing. I really do, Rob. Uh, But it's a painful transition. Uh, Thank God I don't have to have problems with greed and all that because right. I don't have anything to be greedy about. <laughs> Same here, brother. Uh, but yeah, it's a big it's a big challenge in the world, and uh, but I'm an optimist too. We're we're we're, we're going to reach a, a better world view individually and collectively. But right now we got uh, all the challenges we face from economy to global warming. 
They're real things. We do have to address them. And they're not going to go away unless we do address them. But I'm an optimist. I think we'll succeed and pull it out. Yeah. It'll be a painful transition. The next hundred years is going to be a challenge. Uh, but who said it wouldn't be a challenge? <laughs> That's true. Gary, <laughs> as... a piece of cake. <laughs> you know? Hey, Gary, as always, time goes by so fast when you're with us. In the next 40 seconds, give me a fast message that you would like to share with the world tonight. Be an optimist. Be an optimist. There's plenty of crap to worry about, but why worry about it? Yeah. You can, there's things you can change. There's things you can't. Focus on what you can change. There's 10 billion things you can't change. The most powerful thing you can change is within yourself and being a source of light, being a source of happiness, loving yourself, forgiving yourself, forgiving other people, meditating, growing, evolving on the inside. Because by evolving on the inside, you make the outside work better, too. Gary Wimmer. And I'm proud to call you my friend. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and sharing your wisdom, your insight, and your experience with us here in the X-Zone. Until the next time we meet, my friend, God bless. My brother. Bye. X-Zone Nation, if you'd like to contact Gary, two websites, garywimmer.com and lithomancy.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Let's listen to Josh Groban saying, Let there be peace on earth. Let this